Hi there, welcome to the Spot Doctor Podcast. I'm Dr. Trevor Cates. On today's episode of the Spot Doctor Podcast, we're continuing the conversation about detoxification and cleansing because this is a great time of year to do this, getting a good start to 2020 in January. And you've heard my experience and perspective. So this time I have a guest on who has traveled the world visiting different clinics, specializing in detoxification. Plus she's researched herself aspects of effective cleansing techniques. My guest is green smoothie girl, Robin Openshaw, who is back on as a guest. She is author of 16 books, including bestsellers, The Green Smoothies Diet, 12 Steps to Whole Foods, and Vibe, Unlock the Energetic Frequencies of Limitless Health, Love, and Success. She's a former psychotherapist, university professor, and lectured in over 450 cities in the six years after launching her popular site, greensmoothiegirl.com in 2007. She's a single mom to four kids, and she lives here in Park City where I live too, she she skis, she plays tennis competitively. I get to see her locally as well. But in today's podcast, Robin shares what she's found are the key aspects of detoxification programs, as well as what is helpful for ongoing support that you can provide for your body. And at the end of the interview, I'm going to tell you how you may be able to get a free copy, a free signed copy of her book. So please enjoy this interview and be sure to listen to the end. Robin, it's so great to have you back on the Spot Actor podcast. Welcome. Oh, I've missed you, Trevor. I haven't seen you in weeks. It's good to be back on your show too. I know. I know we're here in Park City together, but uh, not really together. Across town. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have so much experience with detoxification. It's been one of uh, your big passions. You've got a few passions. One of your big passions is finding the true, really effective ways for detoxification and cleansing. And so in um, a podcast I just did, I talked about some of my things that I love about, you know, what's really important what I found to be really important for cleansing and detoxification. And I know you've done a lot. You've traveled all around the world looking for stuff. So I want to have you on and talk about it. Yeah, I would love to. You know, I was sick when I was young. I was really sick in my late 20s and early 30s. And it was a terrible time to be sick because I had little kids. You know, I had, I had three little kids and I hardly got out of bed. I would take two, three-hour naps in the middle of the day, like put the kids in front of the TV because I was non-functional. And, and I... I had started reading and started studying and hearing all these stories of what people did to get the garbage out. And I became very curious about it. And it started a 20 year research project. And I tried a lot of things. And over the many, many years of studying what works in human detoxification, in the process of studying that and experimenting, I got well. I got well, I lost 70 pounds and um, I got my joy of life back so I could be a good mom again. And so it's been completely life-changing. Later on, long after I got well, uh, you know, because I'd been a lifelong athlete and, you know, I'd been, you know, slim my whole life. And then I started eating a standard American diet, mostly because of family that 
that I married into and they just want to eat garbage foods and no, no different than most Americans, right? Um, but I started eating lots of processed food, lots of meat and, you know, mostly just to like please them and to fit in. And years after I got well, after all that, and got my oldest child well, who was in and out of hospitals and just dying, um, I did a, a professional uh, exploration of human detoxification that included flying all over the world to 20 different clinics on four continents. So that's what you were alluding to about being all over the world. And one thing I found, I was studying what people do to treat cancer non-toxically. And in these clinics all over the world, I learned that they weren't just treating cancer, that with some of the exact same methods, they were successfully treating neurodegenerative disease like multiple sclerosis and Parkinson's and ALS and dementias and Alzheimer's. And I was seeing all these miracles take place all over the world. And one of two things that all of these clinics had in common is that they, well, the first thing is they would figure out why you got sick in the first place. What was your toxic exposure? Like toxicity always was part of the investigation of how to get people well. You know, you, you, these, these 20 clinics that specialize in holistic, comprehensive, root cause, functional medicine, biological medicine, these all being similar words, but, you know, ways to address disease, they figured out what went wrong. How did your immune system go down and disease got the upper hand? And the other thing is, which is very, very related, is that they found many ways to detoxify the human organism, all the way from energetic detoxification to uh, eating an organic plant-based diet for a period of time to get a lot of garbage out of the organs of elimination. And this was ubiquitous. Every single one of these physicians, many of them are medical doctors. They weren't just the people who went to school because they already had a leaning towards holism or functional medicine, many, many, many of these doctors worldwide were medical doctors who went and went to medical school and got trained in drugs and surgery. And then later said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to help people get well. All of them focused on detoxification. All of them had come to the conclusion that until we detoxify the human being, we cannot help them get well. Right. And a lot of that starts with diet and what you're eating, just like with your own health struggles and eating the standard American diet and being so sick and your family being sick and, and you finding green smoothies and, and a healthier way of, of eating, that is a huge part of it, right? And a, and a lot of these places that you went to, that that's where they start. And so that's the foundation. And then, you know, we can add things onto it, right? No. Yeah, absolutely. And so you, you can't ignore the diet piece. And just because I discovered something that I know you wanted me to talk about today, which is the fact that every single one of these 20 clinics, they all, they all had invested in different technologies, different diagnostics, different treatment modalities. There were some things they had, a lot of them had in common, but the one that every single one of them had in invested in was was infrared saunas um, so much so that I really dug into it and started learning a lot about it and and ended up you know buying one for my own home which was a lot less expensive than I thought it was going to be 
you know, I mean, you can't put a cryo chamber in your house. Most people can't. Um, you're not necessarily going to invest in full body hyperthermia in your house. But an infrared sauna was so incredibly powerful and there's so much evidence for it that it becomes just a no-brainer that if you've got a few feet somewhere you can stick in a in a storage room or you know the fitness room or I know people who put it in their master bedroom because it was that important to them it's a great way to detoxify over time it is the most powerful way that we have to detoxify and we can talk about that but I do want to say that we are fooling ourselves if we think that we can get an infrared sauna and that's going to fix everything from eating a seven day a week standard American diet we have we absolutely have to um we have to address the diet piece we can't be eating processed food i mean maybe on a rare occasion but it can't be a staple can't be something we're bringing home from the grocery store um and genetically modified foods or overeating animal products most because you know most people are eating overeating animal products and if they are eating animal products they're you know getting a lot more uh chemical exposure you know the the tissues of animal products oh and especially dairy products um have concentrated levels of glyphosate you know the pesticides and herbicides so vast majority of us need to eat more plants i'm not here to say eat a vegan diet or whatever i'm saying most of us are eating too much animal product and far too little organic plant-based foods so just a little pitch for we we do have to address the diet there's no escaping that yeah but infrared saunas uh, or one of the things that I found were just like the easiest, most pleasant, most enjoyable parts of detoxifying on a regular basis. Yeah. So yeah, when it comes to animal products, if, if people actually think about, you know, they know that our, the way our bodies detoxify and where a lot of times people hear about the fat is where a lot of our toxins are stored and they get stored up in our tissues and that women who are breastfeeding need to be careful about what they're exposed to uh, because the, it will come through in the, in, the, in the milk and the breast milk. If you think about animals, it's the same. Like whatever they're exposed to, their pesticides and the grass that they're eating and whatever that they're eating in their, in their environment, the water that they're drinking, it's same thing. Like if they, it's going to store up in their bodies and then we eat that or, um, you know, and if you think about lactose, lactation and um you know milk where it comes from cow's milk um or any kind of dairy products it is um a modified it's coming from a modified sweat gland memory glands are modified sweat glands and one of the ways we get toxins out of our body is to sweat so i mean who wants to really i mean if you think about that i, I can get a lot of people off dairy just by <laughs> talking about that pro process if you're basically drinking modified sweat <laughs> oh i could i could tell you even grosser stuff than that about dairy products that will help people get off dairy products but then like john would say don't yuck my yum you know people don't want to hear it but there's there's worse things than that about dairy products you know right. I, I have a daughter who's been vegetarian since she was 11 she's 24 now so she hasn't eaten an she hasn't eaten animal flesh in 13 years, and I'm always telling her I would way rather have you eat animal flesh than those dairy products you eat. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's true, and you know, and of course, if we if we can find clean sources of animal protein, I'm you know, you and I are not necessarily saying everybody needs to eat a vegan diet, but I do think that when we're talking about detoxification, people need to at least reduce, and sometimes maybe even go vegetarian for a period of time. It, it's not such a bad idea to because you learn how to eat more plants. We all need to eat more vegetables, and it's. It's, it's so true. And a lot of these clinics that you have been to visit, I imagine that a lot of them are plant-based foods that they're providing. And then also, in, in addition to foods, uh, what, what people are eating when it comes to detoxification, you've got to also reduce further exposure to toxins. I mean, because people will continue not just in the food, but also in you know your air, your water, your um, your skincare products, all of that, you've got to reduce the toxic exposure that you're getting. So I imagine a lot of these clinics you went to, it's so nice to go there because it's probably like this clean bubble, and you're not getting those additional exposures, right? Well, and there's no temptations because there's you know there's not something down the road, or you're you're just eating what they what they serve you there, so. Yeah, I've been taking people, as you know, to Switzerland to a clinic, my favorite of the 20 clinics there, um, to do a liver detox every year for eight years now. It'll be my 11th trip in June. And um, regardless of whether you think you should be vegan or not, a, a good detox protocol is not going to have you eating uh, foods that cause a heavy acid load. And so you don't, you don't have to eat vegan year round, but if you really want to take the burden off your liver, kidneys, GI tract, and just increase throughput, you're going to eat entirely plant-based for that week or two weeks or whatever it is. So yeah, they, they all do. Either they don't, these places where people get well from cancer or whatever, and the ones that I don't suggest people go to after my research in 20 clinics, there are places that just feed you whatever you want to eat because they want you to have a good experience there and just literally don't address the diet. Like they don't, they haven't, they don't have the facilities for it or they don't, those physicians don't have the education and nutrition to know what's an appropriate diet to help people get well. But if they address the diet, it's pretty much entirely plant-based except for like the super underweight people, the people who are like stage four cancer patients who are in cachexia. So when the body's metabolizing muscle, then they'll, they'll, they'll increase protein and they'll be like, there's really no way to get enough protein. So anyways, I, I, I digress. A plant-based diet is a very, very good detoxification diet because it makes, it makes metabolism very simple when you don't have to break down flesh. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, and I encourage people to just reduce your toxin exposure in your food and your water, your air, personal care products. And, um, and then you can, you can improve detoxification pathways by certain techniques like, like saunas. And I think it's really interesting when you're saying with all these different clinics that you went to, that was the one kind of modality treatment tool that they had all in common. So obviously there's something to this sauna thing that this is a really important part of detoxification, right? It's so easy to detoxify when you get rivers of sweat going several times a week. And so, yeah, every single one of these clinics put people every single day in, in a, an infrared sauna. And there were several brands out there and I was pretty frustrated with them because most of them don't even get to a therapeutic heat. 
Okay, if your sauna maxes out at 140 degrees or even 150 degrees, uh, that's not hot enough. Um, if you take a look at, and I have spent many, many, many hours looking at all the published research on the health benefits of saunas in the last few decades as more and more uh, research is coming out. If you take a look at all those, the vast majority of those studies were done at high temperatures, like over 160 degrees, which is a higher temperature than most of these uh, saunas being sold in America actually get to. And I'm not saying that if you get a sauna, you should instantly get in there at 170 degrees, but I want to see a sauna. If I'm going to spend, I'm going to put it in my house. It's going to take up space and I'm going to spend a few thousand dollars on it. I want it to get to a temperature that I know that the research, the published research shows is going to be useful for my health because there's the sweating. Do not let anybody tell you that it's just the infrared waves that are doing the work and that you don't need to sweat. They're just telling you that because your sauna doesn't get hot enough. The primary mechanism by which an infrared sauna is good for you and is detoxifying is when it produces massive sweat. And Trevor, I know you came to my yoga studio that I go to a couple times a week. At least once I remember you coming and us doing hot yoga. But if you're next to me in yoga, you will notice something very weird, which is that I don't sweat. Like, I don't even use the yoga towel because most people use it because otherwise there's like a puddle around them. I'll get to the end and I literally won't have dripped one single drop of sweat. Everyone else does. Um, but I, I, from my observation, it's about one in five like that. Usually women, I've never seen a guy who doesn't sweat profusely, but you know, I, I don't want it taking up space in my house and I don't want to spend money on it if I'm not going to sweat. And I had, because I started talking about saunas years ago and my followers started buying saunas from that company. And I had another company say, Hey, come fly. They flew me all the way across the country. And I was in their sauna twice. I did two sessions in their sauna. And afterwards, they were like, how did you enjoy your sauna session? And I was like, well, your sauna is very beautiful. Gorgeous sauna. I enjoyed my experience in it very much. But I didn't sweat at all. Not one drop of sweat. And it was like the temperature was maxed out. And they were like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, the infrared waves, they penetrate deeply. They stimulate, you know, organs subcutaneously. <clears throat> well, the thing is, I've already done, I've done my research, and this is not true, okay? Anything that infrared waves are doing beyond creating a more comfortable environment for you to sweat than the hot rocks or whatever, the steam sauna where you just, like, want to run out in five minutes, you feel like you're going to scald your, <laughs> your lungs. Listen, the main thing is the sweating, is the pool of sweat, because here's the thing. When people have sent their sweat into a lab, Okay, and yes, there have been people who do that. They find 10 to 20 times more heavy metals, glyphosate, pesticides, BPA, plastics, all kinds of garbage, you know, stuff that we're all being exposed to. I don't care how clean you eat. I don't care if you move up to 8,000 feet like I did to get away from the dirty air here in Utah. You're still being exposed to it. I don't care if you don't drink out of plastic water bottles. All those things are good. I do care. You should do all those things. But we all just have exposure. We all have exposure. We all travel. We don't live in a bubble. And even if we did, that bubble would probably be made out of plastic. <laughs> so we gotta sweat those exposures out. And, and the proof is in the pudding. You send that, that 
sweat into a lab and you find out that you are eliminating um, by a multiplier effect those chemical toxins that do damage to organ function, to systems function, that are proven to cause cancer, autoimmune disease, uh, shows up in your skin, right? Your skin being your, as, as the spa doctor tells us, our magic mirror. And, uh, and, and just holds us back from where we're trying to go with our health and our energy. Okay, I'm just the I'm just the older, taller version of Trevor, right? It's like Trevor in her 40s. There's me in my 50s. We're we're just we need all the tools we can get that do only do good and do no harm. And I just absolutely love my infrared sauna, especially since I live in this very cold place. Get in there almost every night in the winter. Yeah, and we we are expecting to live longer now than we used to and we also are exposed to more toxins now than we have ever been and our air water food personal care products and our homes all of that and so i you know i just i think whatever we can do to first reduce our total exposure and then second keep the detoxification pathways going so liver kidneys lymphatic system sweating through the skin. I mean, that is, those are all really important because that's how these toxins get out rather than just staying stored in the body. Now, some are a little bit harder just to sweat out, but there's a lot that your body can process um, and remove, especially it's the stuff that we're exposed to on a regular basis. A lot of these endocrine disrupting chemicals, they're in plastics and pesticides and so much of uh, what we're exposed to on a day-to-day -day basis that one of the ways we get it out is through sweating and if we don't sweat it, it's like just it just kind of starts to accumulate in the body and the liver can take a lot of it out you can you can you know eliminate a lot through the digestive system but use all of it we need all of it right <laughs> we need to take all of these pathways of elimination and detoxification and amp them up yeah, it's a multifaceted approach. Just like I said, hey, just because you have an infrared sauna and your house doesn't give you license to eat all processed food, all processed food and animal products, you're still gonna have to, you know, we have, we have to come at it from different angles. But the thing I love about having my own sauna is, I mean, a lot of people will drive across town and pay $30 for, you know, 30 minutes in the sauna. Problem with that is then you got to drive home with your wet hair. And, and so what ends up happening is you don't go. Right. Don't go. And so the best ways to detoxify are the easiest ways. Mm -hmm. We are every single one of us pretty spoiled. We don't want to do things that are hard. And so I love that I just go downstairs and I press the button. And then an hour later, I go down and I get in my sauna at 160 degrees. And there is a puddle of sweat, which I cannot get at hot yoga. Like I said, like I look at everybody else and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Everybody else is in a puddle. <laughs> um, but you know, it also, it, 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 it creates a lot of heat shock proteins in the body, which might be more linked uh, to anti-aging in the literature than anything else. And we get some heat shock proteins going from fasting, which is much more one of, one of my other research interests these days. But um, getting in the sauna and increasing your core body temperature, and create, it creates an artificial fever which gets your white blood cells moving around like little Pac-Man. If you look at your white blood cells under high-powered microscope, they move glacially, like a glacier. And then if you, if you 
get in the sauna and then you take a drop of your blood looking at it under a high powered microscope, which I have done in Switzerland, they, they turn into little Pac-Men and they're just running around gobbling up aberrant cells. They're, they're cleaning up waste products. That's one of many different mechanisms that are enhanced by, that are leveraged by uh, the process of getting in the sauna and raising your core body temperature to like 101 degrees. And that's what's amazing is you can get yourself a little bit of a fever, not where you feel sick after, you feel great after, but you can raise your core body temperature where you mobilize all these processes of the immune system in 25 minutes, a few times a week or up to once a day. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, the, I, I, by the way, I have a sauna in my, I have an infrared sauna in my home too. Well, actually mine, I keep mine in the back of, of my house. Um, all the houses here have jacuzzis. Like that's just park city. Yep. Thing. <laughs> it's like, if you live in Arizona, you, you have to have a pool or else you won't be able to sell your house. We all have to have a hot tub or else we won't be able to sell our house. Right. But I get in the, I like to get in the sauna more than I like to get in the hot tub because I mean, like, you know, sitting in that water, I mean, I'd rather take an Epsom salt bath than actually get in the jacuzzi, but um, it's there, but I don't really use it because I love the sauna. It actually makes me, you know, it's like the detoxification aspect of it. Plus I, I love the way my skin feels after sweating like that. And, and, you know, I'm big on skin, right? So but you, what are some of the benefits that you found when it comes to skin? Yeah, um, when I get out, my skin is just like pink and um, it just looks so healthy. And because I sweat out so much through the, the pores, it's just, you know, I don't feel like I have to do all the, you know, as, as much like exfoliating and worrying about my skin because I'm opening up the pores and toxins are flooding out through and I know that you already teach this, Trevor, but you know, the, the body's largest organ of elimination. You know, we have a huge amount of skin and it's every single inch of it that is eliminating when we sweat. And so sweating is super powerful. It's kind of boring to talk about like, oh, I need to break a sweat every day. Well, I could go for a 10 mile run, but guess what? And I've, I've done plenty of 10 Ks where I don't sweat at all. So it's great for the skin to, to dilate those pores and flush out. It's also super great for the cardiovascular system. And not everybody is getting out there and getting their, you know, three mile jog in uh, six days a week. Um, you've been skiing for three days straight. You're a very, very active person. I play tennis competitively, but I have noticed that the vast majority of people have a, have a reason why they're not working out. And another really nice thing about owning your own sauna is that there are multiple studies that show that 25 minutes in your sauna at 160 degrees is the equivalent of a three mile jog in terms of raising your heart rate uh, and, and caloric burn. So you can burn according to a JAMA, okay, most prestigious medical journal, Journal of American Medical Association, you can burn up to 600 calories in 25, 30 minutes in your sauna. So it's a great passive cardiovascular workout, okay? When I get in, I, I have very low resting heart rate, 50. Generally, it's about 50. And 25 minutes later in my sauna, it's 90. 
Okay, I would have to go for a fairly significant jog to get my heart rate up to 90. So, and you do that just sitting there enjoying a great sweat. And, you know, you can get in there with one of your children or spouse. And if I'm in there by myself, I put a podcast on and I lie down and just put my legs up. Mine is smaller. Mine's a two-man. And I put my legs up on the side so I'm L-shaped. And I just sweat it out. And it's perfect, perfect before bed. Nice cardiovascular benefits. My skin looks awesome when I get out and I go to bed and I just go right to sleep if I get a nice sauna session in beforehand. Yeah, no, it definitely helps with a good night's sleep for sure. Um, but you know, I know one of the things that you and I both love is dry skin brushing. We like to recommend that to our people for a part of like a detoxification routine and even just, you know, like on a regular basis, not just for a program. So when it comes to sauna, do, do you recommend people do it like after the sauna, before the sauna? And maybe we should even explain what dry skin brushing is because some people might not know what that is. Yeah. So I actually have my dry skin brush right inside in the little um, rack inside my, the door of my sauna. And, and you got to do it before. Don't do it after because after you're going to be soaking wet and it's a dry skin brush. And the reason to do it when your skin is dry is that you're stimulating lymphatic flow. Okay, people think that they're they're getting rid of dead skin cells, and that is one of the mm -hmm. mechanisms, but the other is stimulating that lymphatic flow. So if your cardiovascular system is bringing in the groceries, your lymphatic system is taking out the trash, or we're just optimizing that. We're just stimulating it and increasing it. It's super important for me because I, you know, we all have a weakness wherever, when, when our immune system goes down, it goes through, we, for some people that weakness is their respiratory system. They always get a bronchial thing or they have gut issues and they get stomach aches and have a hard time with digestion. My weakness is my lymphatic system. And ever since I figured out dry skin brushing and sauna, so I'll get in my sauna and I just start dry skin brushing, light feathery touches, following the pathways of the lymphatic system you kind of can't mess it up, right? Your lymphatic system's practically everywhere. Um, I haven't gotten sick. The whole time I was growing up, I would get strep and I would, I would know I was getting sick because all of a sudden my lymph nodes here are really hard. And some people listening to this will know what I'm talking about because maybe that's their body's natural weak spot as well. And I'm really glad that I turned that around. I used to get so sick several times a year and I haven't been sick in 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Since I figured, figured this out. Yeah. It's such a great tool. And I mean, I oftentimes recommend people do it before they get in the shower, but doing it before a sauna sounds like I, I need to start doing that. I haven't been doing that. Like, so I'm excited to try that. But basically for people who aren't familiar with it, you, you, you can buy dry skin brushes um, on Amazon, health food stores. Um, and they usually, they have a long handle so that you can get to different places and they, um, and, and you know there are lots of different brands out there, but basically you want to brush towards your heart so that you're you know, helping in circulation. And you don't you don't need to do it hard. It's just light little brush strokes. Don't do your face. I don't recommend people do their face. It's too rough for the face. Um, but yeah, the rest of the body is it's fantastic. And I'm I'm excited to try it before my sauna. Um, yeah, and so 
Robin, I know people are going to want to know more about, because we've got, there's more stuff to talk about with saunas. You've got a whole webinar. So um, we're going to do this webinar together. I'm so excited about this. So people can learn more because you've done so much research. I can't believe how much research you've done, you've done on saunas. You spent a lot of time on that. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I was suggesting that people go get an infrared sauna, but then I started looking at all the options out there. And there were some good options, but the, the company I liked is right here on the edge of bankruptcy. And so it was falling apart and their engineer and their manufacturer came to me and said, let's make a better sauna for a better price. So I've now made my own sauna and the independent website, Infrared Sauna Foundation, and you can go check this out for yourself. They rate saunas and I've never even talked to them. I don't even know the guy who runs this. He was a guy who had cancer. He bought a sauna and started on fire. And the more he studied about saunas, the more upset he was about the corruption in this industry. Well, he, rate, he rates our sauna the highest of all the saunas out there. And he does a multifactorial evaluation of all these saunas. And what I'm really proud of is that with the original manufacturer of infrared saunas and a 14-year sauna uh, engineer has a master's degree from Cal Poly and I have made an amazing sauna and we're making it available to the spa doctor followers for 25% off and free shipping. If you're hearing this at the end of January, uh, go to the spa doctor, that's DR, the spa doctor.com slash sauna to sign up for our webinar that we're doing here at the end of January, 2020. Now, if you're hearing this and that time has passed, just check the show notes down below um, and we'll see what we, we can do for you. But we have sort of taken the sauna world by storm because all of a sudden we have a sauna that gets to therapeutic heat for a better price than anybody's ever offered before. And it's cedar wood. It won't mold. You don't want to put a, you don't want to put a sauna in your house that's high EMF, giving off energetic pollution so that you're retoxing while you're detoxing in your sauna. You don't want to um, have wood that harbors bacteria and mold. Um, and first and foremost, you want it to get really hot and really quickly. Okay, don't believe anybody who tells you that 150 degrees is high enough for a sauna that you're going to spend good money on. So we're going to teach you all the health benefits of infrared sauna because like Trevor said, I'm, I've dug very deeply into the, the published literature on what an infrared sauna can do for your health. And so we'll cover all that. It'll be nice and brief and entertaining, um, but you can jump in on the free webinar at thespadoctor.com slash sauna. Is that right, Trevor? Yep, that's right. Yeah, well, so we'll have that. We'll have that up. And um, yeah, I'm so excited to share all the information because I know we can't share it all today because you've got we've got you've got all this whole presentation that you put together for us. So I really appreciate it. Um, all right, so um, Robin, thanks so much for coming back on the podcast today and talking about detoxification with me and and all that you do to help people. I mean, you're you do it. You like learn for yourself, learn with your own family, and you're doing such a great job of getting this information out to other people. And so I so appreciate everything that you do. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me back, Trevor. I hope you enjoyed this interview today with Robin Openshaw. To learn more about her, you can go to thespotdoctor.com, go to the podcast page with her interview. You can also go straight to thespotdoctor.com slash sauna 
to catch the webinar. Now, if you're listening past February 1st, you may have missed that, but you can still go to the page and hopefully we can have a replay up or you'll be able to still be able to get, get a chance to catch that. Also, as I mentioned in the beginning, I have a free signed copy of Robin's book and she's generously given to us for a lucky winner. So if you can answer this question, after listening to the podcast, you should have the answer to this. What is the one thing that Robin suggested adding to Asana to improve lymphatic circulation? What is the one thing that she she talked about, the technique, we both talked about it, that helps improve lymphatic circulation? So if you email that to support at thespotdoctor.com and you're the first person to answer this, then you can get a free signed copy of Robin Openshaw's book. So that was all about today's podcast. And I also invite you to join us um, on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest. Join the conversation and I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor podcast.